Welcome to the Land Cave. We're talking video games and movies and all kinds of geeky stuff. Fun stuff. Awesome stuff. If it's not fun for you, I hope you have fun watching us at least. I'm joined by Owen as per usual. We're Hi. hanging. And we're, we're, uh, we're actually taking a slight break from the news. Uh, the Video Game Awards show is on tonight. But we're going to keep talking Star Wars, so stick around and talk some Star Wars with us. We're reviewing and revisiting all of the Star Wars movies leading up to Episode Nine, um, All the the proper movies, the, the trilogies, if you will, the trilogy of trilogies, as, as we've been uh, reviewing the Skywalker Saga. Saga? Saga. The Skywalker Saga Saka. is some... Yeah, Saga. Exactly. So, yeah, so we're... This this is I think where I I got new hope for for Star Wars uh, for lack of a, a pun um, I absolutely loved uh, Force Awakens that's what we're talking about today by the way is Episode Seven thoughts feelings all those things I love Force Awakens yeah know, uh, it's kind of a rehash I might just turn off my camera at some point I know it's kind of a rehash or it's kind of a redo. Um, of a new hope, and it really is. Watch, I literally watched it like two hours ago. Um, but overall, I'm a big, big fan. Yeah, it is. I think there's a lot of it that people are saying, like, oh, yeah, it's a rehash of 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 a new hope, and in some ways it is, in a lot of ways it is. But I think it's a really good, like, handing of handing off of the torch, like passing the torch to the new generation. Um, it also gets us back and grounded into what I would consider to be uh, proper uh, proper Star Wars. Um, we have not only the old characters, but a lot of the the tone is back to where it, where it was. Um, and I mean, of course, Jakku looks so much like Tatooine that it really helps that. Um, yeah, I, I absolutely love this movie. There's there's a lot of reasons that I like it, and I know there's a lot of fan service in this movie, but at the same time, it's not as bad as Solo. So, I mean, there's not a lot, but I mean, honestly, I don't think so. I don't think Solo's terrible. It's just not good. It's just so much fan service. Like it's a movie of fan, it's fan service. Of the movie is what Solo is. Is how I feel. Um, Force Awakens, I feel like there's fan service, there's nostalgia, but there's also really good good handoffs. And we can talk about negatives and everything, but for the most part, I absolutely love this movie. Um, and I love the cameos. Absolutely love the cameos in this movie. The ones that you know about, the ones that you don't, I think are just still special either way. Yeah, I was trying to like pick out like negatives today. Mm -hmm. um, and You're too busy smiling? Yeah, there's... <laughs> Whenever I came to think about like the negatives uh, mm -hmm. of it, honestly, it's the planet killer. That's the biggest negative for me. Sure. I just didn't think it was necessary at all in any way, shape, or form. I figure if the uh, if the uh, re uh, not resistance hmm? bad, first bad guys, what first what order guys in first order. If the first order is as bad as they say, and they're already like virtually more powerful than mm -hmm. the New Republic, and my uh, if they're already more powerful than the New Republic, then what do we need a planet killer for? Well, and I mean, the the 
the Starkiller base, as they refer to it as. I mean, obviously, it's an homage to the original um, Skywalker name, but they don't need... If they were that, like, I agree, if they were that that big and that powerful, they wouldn't need it. But at the same time, neither did the Empire. Like, it was just, it was a, a show of powers, a show of no mercy in regards to how they viewed everyone else. So, yeah, I don't think it was needed. Um, and it doesn't, for it being the size of a planet and and all of that, like, there's there's things we can nitpick in regards to how did the, how did the First Order get... The amount of resources, the amount of ships, in the in this amount of time, to be able to be a force to be reckoned with against uh, the Republic. We're gonna just see how bad I look. Do I at least sound okay? You sound okay. I You're not getting choppy. I'll I mean, you can try to reduce the uh, the quality if you want to reduce the output. Yeah, um, I'll try and fix that. Try that up. But yeah, I the, just it's just mm -hmm. after the Death Star two, like yeah. just like we talked about Return of the Jedi, like the first Death Star was awesome. It's iconic, and then yeah. Death Star two, it's like you guys already lost one. It takes so many resources. Yeah, and then in this case, they're building it out of an entire planet. Mm -hmm. Yeah. The only What's reason the I could think of, the only reason I could think of to use a planet would be like you're taking a, like maybe it helps in regards to building resources. Maybe that's why. But at the same time, if, if it's literally a planet, how does it move? Yeah. Um, in comparison, like the Death Star makes some sense. I know it's sci-fi fantasy and everything, but um, yeah, it, it doesn't quite add up when it comes to that. Um, I know one of my wife's biggest issues that mm -hmm. we that we got into an argument because she doesn't like it as much as I did. She didn't hate it, but she just doesn't. She's like, "Why another desert planet?" Like, I understand that you're doing yeah. a New Hope, but why do you have to stick them on a desert? Planet? You didn't. You totally didn't have to have to do that. Um, I, I would agree with that. I think that um, it didn't need to be a desert planet. I know that they try to have variety in the old movies, and they didn't have that variety in the new movies, which kind of is disappointing um, because uh, we see that again when we go, we go to episode 8. You're going to see a planet that, oh, it looks kind of like Hoth, but it's not Hoth. Um, those kind of situations. Uh, it didn't need to be a desert planet. Um, I mean, but at the same time, you could also say, like, we didn't need to have a Millennium Falcon in this movie. It's there for nostalgia, and it's amazing, but at the same time, it's it's that's why it's there. That's why they just happened to find the Millennium Falcon where they were. Or you could call it the Force and the Force and uh, Destiny and everything, but that's the reason it's there, because we want to see the Millennium Falcon again. We want Chewie. Yeah. Yeah, and I think that, I mean, they did add variety. They had a forest planet, but again, we've had that. We've had that. Indoor. Yeah. Uh, so, and we've had a water planet. So it's like, how many different planets can you really get? But at the same time, sticking our main hero, just like our last main hero, on a desolate planet was yeah. kind of uh, unnecessary. Yeah, no, I'd, I'd agree. Um, it is unnecessary. Um, but I think overall story, I mean, it's not it's not the strongest, but I, I really enjoyed it. I like... I like Finn. I like the setup of Finn, the very beginning, and, and Poe as well. The very beginning of the movie, setting up the the character of Poe, where you know, um, uh, I forgot the guy's name, but uh, the uh, old uh, man who gives uh, you know Poe, uh, you know, the MacGuffin of the movie, and he's talking. Uh, you know, the Poe's first line against uh, to Kylo Ren was like one of my favorite parts, and I it, it was a genuine like happiness and laughter throughout the film. Uh, throughout the theater like when he says what happens next do you talk first or do i talk first it's just it's great and that's the reason that they they brought him back because he was supposed to die 
uh, in the in the beginning of the movie. But you're you do too good of a job. Yeah, exactly. You do too good of a job. You're like, okay, we got to bring this guy back. Um, Finn is great as well. This is the first star. This is the first uh, stormtrooper that we see without a mask, other than I think there's a Return of the Jedi scene where you see one of them take off his helmet when when they're like captured and they're have their hands on their on their heads and stuff. But um, you're now seeing that uh, we're not using clones anymore. They overtly say that later on in the movie. Um, they're not using clones anymore. You see blood um, yeah. uh, in, in one of these, which obviously is a way to mark, mark him and also show um, the humanity of the people who are in uh, the, uh, you know, it, within the, the thralls of the bad guys because, you know, they, they're not all, you know, evil people. The whole empire wouldn't have been evil people. There's evil from the, from the top down, like the, like Hitler and everything else. Like that's the idea of the stormtroopers and everything. Like it's not all 100% evil, but it is from the top. Yeah. So that's where, uh, that's the other thing that I kind of dislike, but it's kind of that I don't dislike it until we get to episode eight is that uh-huh. I feel like they did been kind of dirty. Yeah. Um, because he's, He's really good. John Boyega does yeah. an excellent job with his lines. He does. He delivers it well. Mm-hmm. He's got the right attitude. Him and Ray have a fantastic on-screen chemistry. Mm-hmm. I, but to me, and you can tell me if you didn't get this room, sure. but I, I, I thought, uh, even though Ray is clearly the power user and that she's already a warrior, and so that, and that's what most people overlook when they're like, mm-hmm. "How is she already so good?" Like, she shows off her fighting skills early in the movie. Yes, like yes, it's, it's very apparent that she knows how to fight, and so okay, give her a blade instead of a bow staff. Um, but uh, uh, Finn grabs mm-hmm. a lightsaber, he fights a stormtrooper with it yeah. decently, not to, not great, sure. but, you know, confidently. He fights Kylo Ren, injures him once, um, even though he is already injured, but, like, I thought that they were going to make Finn at least a fourth sensitive user. Yeah, I think, I thought that they were going to do that and, and be something more than the bumbling buffoon that he ends up being in episode 8. Um, Poe continues to rock, but yeah, I, I agree. I think he could have been more um, a lot, and like you said, a lot of people trash Ray and say like, "Oh, why is she able to do this? Why is she able to do that?" She shows in the very beginning that yeah, she's not only a pilot, but she also goes out to fend for herself. Um, I will say that in her fight with Kylo Ren, I think she should have been able to hold her own, but maybe it was struggle a little bit more with it because you're talking, you know, she's not as trained as as he is, and he's used to just wiping people out he um, got shot with a bowcaster though he did he did get shot, shot with a bowcaster. And, they, I, and, they, I, and they showed multiple times in the movie how powerful chewie's bowcaster was that's true like that is true we would do it away and you know he took it in the chest yeah uh so he's clearly maimed no i i agree um, i agree i, I just mean I, like I yeah i just mean like i i would have liked to see it to it to feel like she like she was struggling more um like she didn't know she doesn't know how to use the force it's like it's innate to her which um like a lot of people were complaining about and i'm like but that's kind of how like luke skywalker he goes from not knowing what the force is to being able to sense blaster bolts coming at him in like mm, eight and a half hours like i don't yeah. <laughs> like and seriously then- and that's where like uh, that rant uh, that I've that I've talked about before, yeah. like that Freddie Prince Junior. Yeah, Freddie Prince Junior.'s rant that nobody ever seems to recognize the force. This is just story wise. The force yep. balances. Yeah, it's all the force. So as soon as it awakened with her, and honestly, what I still thought was Finn before Ryan Johnson uh, Johnson took it away from him. Um, the force balances, and so yeah. yeah, she had skills. Should she have known how to like? 
uh, talk to the stormtrooper. Maybe not. You know, maybe maybe not been able to do it, but like it was still cool seeing that that yeah. that focus in. And maybe it was one of those things where Luke Skywalker and Han Solo were apparently myths because uh, sure. they're you know were legends, uh, depending. And so maybe what maybe she heard a story at one point, like yeah. the Jedi could make you do whatever they wanted. Yeah, I mean, I would have written that scene to where she like tries to do that, and the stormtrooper looks at her and she she does it again, and then he just hits her with the butt of his rifle, like. You know, because she's a prisoner, and, like, that's how she should be treated. Like, it worked too well. You know who the Stormtrooper was, though, right? That's the yeah. one guy I really know about, other than Phasma, because Phasma's... Yeah, I wouldn't call that a cameo, though. Yeah. But, like, but that, yeah, this Daniel Craig, uh, you know, playing that Stormtrooper didn't voice it, though. Like, they... He didn't know this, but they were they voiced him over with uh, some of the uh, voice actors from Clone Wars. So they no, I didn't cool. know that. Yeah, so they picked one of the guys who does. They would do Clone Wars when there's not supposed to be clones. Yeah, I think it, I think it was like a, more of an homage to be like, okay, let's bring in these voice actors who are true to the series. It wasn't about it being a clone, but there is something that, about the classic cadence of a stormtrooper, and because they didn't make he didn't make it sound like one of the clones. He makes it sound like a traditional stormtrooper. Um, and there's something about that cadence and the way that it works. So it's it's a great part. Uh, and Simon Pegg is in there. You recognize? It, you, I probably didn't recognize him. You knew about that, right? Yeah, he's in there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I forgot until you told me, but I did. Rem- I did. Those are yeah. those are the only two I know about. Yeah, and then the guy from I always forget the guy's name. Matt something that is in uh, Heroes is one of the uh, pilots of the X Wings. But there's probably other cameos that yeah, I'm forgetting. I, I, Sure. You know, as the makeup of people, there's plenty of people in the bar that there could be. Oh, sure, sure, probably. There's, pro- there's probably a lot of spoilers, oh, not spoilers, a lot of uh, uh, cameos we missed, so let us know in the comments what they are. Um, but uh, there's also there's a lot of Easter eggs in the movie that we could probably go through, but that's not really what this is about. Um, we talk about uh, certain things in our revisiting of the movies because this is one I'd seen a few times. I hadn't seen near as much as the original trilogy. Was there anything that you noticed uh, this time that you hadn't noticed before? No, I mean, little things, and then mm-hmm. they came from like the subtitles. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, like, when the lightsaber calls out to Ray, which oh, okay. most people don't know what the kyber crystals do from the mm-hmm. movie perspective which is what we try and keep it with but kyber crystals they pick the they pick the user mm-hmm. um it doesn't work the other way around and so that she the, the lightsaber was picking a new user uh in her but uh yoda talks mm-hmm. obi-wan talks uh she talks her parents i think say like ray or I, something like that obi-wan says ray yeah. Uh, so Obi-Wan's talking to her. I wish that they had kind of revisited. Uh, I know Yoda uh, shows up in episode eight, but I wish that uh, maybe Ewan McGregor had done like a thing um, since the. But I guess they did, he did. because they didn't want to do Alan McGuinness. Well, um, no, Ewan McGregor does as well. Uh, he says, these are your first steps. And that he does? was. Yeah, he does. That's him saying it. And that was recorded specifically for this. That was him. That's interesting because I just thought they were pulling from episode four where uh, Alex says that to Luke. These are the first, you know, these are your first steps into a bigger world. Yeah. Yeah. So, but they had, they had um, Ewan McGregor come in and voice that over. That's why it sounds different. It's a different cadence, different, younger, younger sounding uh, voice. Uh, And then uh, Alec Guinness they took was only the, the part where he says Ray, which they had to like use some sound engineer, like magic 
to use mul like different different syllables to bring it together to make it sound like he's saying Ray, because they don't have a they don't have a recording of Alan Guinness saying Ray. Yeah. So I thought that was really cool. It's kind of a magic moment to have that be brought on screen in. I don't think it was a sacrilegious way. I think it was just a nice homage to be able to to hear his voice again. Was was pretty cool. Yeah, and then other new thing. The only thing that I really focused on that was new is just like focusing more on Finn's character and and why I really thought that JJ was setting him up to be a force user. Yeah, because he he seemed sensitive enough. Uh, and then the last. It wasn't new. It's kind of something that I disliked, but it was also like I hadn't really thought about it before. It was like I'm really tired of this like seeing good in the mass murdering people. <laughs> like, <laughs> when Leia's like, there is good in him, and I'm like, no, there's really not. There's yeah. nothing. Like Finn, that's who he's like. That's a person. He's like that's a stormtrooper who on his first mission didn't kill anybody. That's yep. a good person. That's somebody who has good in him. Yeah, this dude. You saw it, like just kill the ball. Like he killed that whole town. Uh, that was the church of the forest mm -hmm, for nothing. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I agree. Um, there's, yeah, there's a lot of that. And I think the idea is like, they're trying to find, find redemption, especially in people that are close to you and family members. And, oh, excuse me. Um, at some point you have to go, okay, but is this person redeemable anymore? I mean, there is, I think that, that there's good in, in everyone, but it's like how, you know, like at what point is the person no longer redeemable and massacring children's a pretty bad, you know, <laughs> pick for that. Massacring um, anyone. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Um, so mine was uh, a small bit, but I, it was kind of like, as soon as I heard it, I, I kind of was irritated. You could call it fan service. You could call it whatever, but like, I feel like, uh, what's her name? Maz Katana when they go see her, uh, which I loved the 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 uh, cantina, the music's Lin Manuel Miranda, by the way, if you didn't know. Okay. Um, yeah, so I liked that. But like, as soon as you walk in, like uh, right before you walk in, Han Solo says something like, "You know, she's been running this watering hole for a thousand years," and immediately I was like, "But did she have to be that old?" Like, I felt like they were trying to bring another kind of Yoda esque character, and then when you see her, she is you know that wise, very extremely wise, small uh, creature, amazingly portrayed and everything. But I just thought, did she have to be like a thousand years old? Like, I mean, I don't know. It just felt like they were trying to either one up or get close to Yoda at that point. And I'm like, nah. Like to me, it felt like they were taking away something special about Yoda. Everybody else, like Chewie's like, what, 220 at this point, And he's probably, you know, probably in his senior years. Uh, but at the same time, like for something to be 900 years old, that's like, holy crap, I can't even fathom living that long. Um, so I don't know, it just kind of irritated me. Yeah, and it's also like we don't, uh, like I get, the other thing about being like a Yoda thing is I hate not knowing what yeah. she is. It's the same thing with Yoda. Mm -hmm. Like I, I, like why don't we know this species and why is she the only one of them? <laughs> yeah, no, exactly. And, and I mean, with with like I said, Chewbacca, we know what Wookies are. We know there are multiple of them. Um, Film theory, by the way, did an interesting thing as we're talking about uh, uh, the the Yoda species, as it were. I think this has been spoiled already that Baby Yoda is a thing. Um, but film theory, really, I know. I, right? yeah, there might have been a gif or two. <laughs> <laughs> the merchandise is everywhere. Um, yeah, so Film Theory did an interesting thing about, like, uh, a, you know, a Film Theory on YouTube. They were talking about um, the age, like, 
okay, he's a 50 year old child, but the, and basically saying like that actually makes sense with the lifespan of, of a species like Yoda. And it makes sense in how our evolution came because we have, um, as you're going through this right now with, with, uh, with your baby, um, the, basically our brains and our heads are so large in comparison to our bodies in comparison to other things in the, on the planet that we give that we give birth as a species earlier than we should that's why our babies are completely helpless and doctors uh, refer to that those years that first uh, year or nine months uh, of the baby as the fourth trimester i don't know if you've heard that like said before but it's actually i looked it up and i'm like oh crap that's like an evolutionary term but like a maybe medical doctors don't talk about it as much but it's basically like that's the reason why we don't why like our babies don't like walk immediately like giraffes do and it doesn't and it's specifically in regards to how our mental health uh sorry mental health our uh, brain development and everything was so if you take a species like yoda that's even more advanced then yeah they're they're that childhood is going to stretch out longer so he may hit uh puberty when he's like I don't know, 75 or a hundred. Um, so adulthood's still a long time, but in the grand scheme of things, it's similar to us. I thought it was interesting. Yeah, no, and I, whenever I mapped it out, like, because um, Yaddle was like, in a, like clearly an adult and she was sure. like half Yoda's age. Sure. So you're thinking like, okay, Yoda, Yoda's old and Yaddle is maybe in her thirties. I was and... just trying to figure out when he would talk. Or like she, when... I assume it's a boy. I don't know. Um, I assume it's a boy, but I don't know. Um, Ando calls him a boy. So. Okay. Okay. I, I forgot about that. Um, but yeah, I mean, let's, I mean, let's say he starts talking when he's 70. I have a feeling that they may just for cute, cute, uh, points, like have him say a word like towards the end of the uh, season. But anyways, we're not talking about baby Yoda here. Um, I like the character of Maz Katana, I like, uh, Katana, whatever. Uh, I like her, but I don't like not knowing how did the lightsaber happen to be there? Like, how did this come back? And she's like, that's a story for another time. And I'm like, no, 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 no. Like, let's talk about that for a minute. Like, whatever's going on, let's talk about that for a minute. How did you find this on Bespin? Were you on Bespin? Like, what happened? Um, that's a story we never got. I think that led to, like, a theory of, like, was she technically in the original, you know, she obviously wasn't in the movies. Uh, but was she, like, in the area okay the like a dash story. rendar like a dash yeah. rendar kind of situation i mean yeah. she could have been uh maybe she happened to be there um uh on bespin when all of that goes goes down because this i mean it's completely you know feasible for anyone i mean no one died on bespin other than actually i don't think anybody died um i know that like there's the you know the big um scare because the stormtroopers are going around and everything but um she could have been on there and found it but i don't know it's just like it's so coincidental but then again the force that's what it's i mean we can call it we can call it lazy writing but like the force and destiny are part of this lore that's a part of star wars and there's a reason for those things happening and that's why there's a reason for ray being the one who gets this lightsaber it's the one that it call it calls out to her and there's a reason why she can keep up with uh with kylo which is what i think like i said i just wish that um i just wish that it was a little harder for her to do it but at the same time like i didn't really have a problem with her being good at defending herself because she is that's what she had to do when she was on the planet so yeah and that's where i think people try too hard when it comes to yeah. being like a fan of star wars i'm just like it's not like anything in Star Wars has ever made any sense. Like, yeah. 
it, like Luke's whole transformation, we have no idea how long, like the at most he was on Hoth. I mean, not Hoth on uh, Dagobah for a few months, and realistically, he you know he's probably there a shorter amount of time, and he learns a lot. Goes to the dark uh, uh, the dark side cave, uh, and you know makes it through it, even though he technically fails. Sure. Uh, fights Darth Vader, uh, and even though Darth Vader was a, a machine and not, you know, a shell of his former self, he still, like, holds his own in terms of physicality. He, you know, if if Rey and Kylo had been facing off as Force users, yeah, I think she would have got whooped. And if Kylo had just done, you know, he threw her up against a tree, yeah. like, why not do that a few more times, dude? Yeah, uh, and I, I think part of that is, like, they're trying to... And again, part of this is conveyance. It's like what I want to believe they were trying to do versus what I see. Um, I feel like the Kylo character, they're trying to set up that redemption arc uh, with him. And um, I don't know if we're going to get a redemption and self-sacrifice, which is what I think is they're probably alluding to. Um, but either way, I, I agree. If if Kylo is not the, the completely merciless person that... that his grandfather was i mean yeah we see some rough stuff from him but like adam driver is portraying him as a a tortured soul and he's not he he is not as completely jaded and cold as vader is just massacring everyone um so i feel like he didn't he it's not that he didn't want to kill her but I, he's also intrigued by her um so there's there's some depths to that but i wish that we didn't. I wish we had a different episode eight, so we could talk about like what what it could have been. What and and obviously we're going to get episode nine, which hopefully gets uh, gets us back on track. But what have were they? The quotes, we're going to talk about episode eight. But have you seen all the quotes coming up? Like no. this last week, uh, like JJ said some things, John Boyega said some things, but they're ba they're not hating on it completely. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah like, I didn't see that. Yeah. That's the direction I would have gone. Yeah, you know, and he, yeah. like John Boyega is saying how he doesn't necessarily want to return unless, uh, you know, unless the the next trilogy goes like a different direction and you yeah, know, yeah, stuff, uh, stuff like that. But again, we can I talk mean, yeah. more about that with when we talk about episode eight. Sure. I mean, I think episode seven is is a great first entry to a new world of Star Wars mm -hmm. to a new. Um, uh, and anytime you look at something like this, just like any type of, uh, of of series of films or anything like that, one of these could be the first for a generation. In this case, it's definitely a first for a generation who will remember this as their childhood Star Wars. Hopefully they will see how good 7 is compared to 8. Um, but yeah, I... I I thought it was great. I think it's a great passing of the torch. Um, we have, uh, and we're spoiling this movie at this point, obviously. Um, uh, but it's it's old enough. Uh, but I say we've spoiled all of them. <laughs> I will say that that Han Solo dying, as much as people hated it, I was like I didn't mind that. Uh, because one, I think the character had already completed his arc by the end of Return of the Jedi. Maybe at, before Return of the Jedi. Well, no, by the end of Return of the Jedi, he'd completed his arc in what he's uh, doing. It's the same reason I think Drax should die in Guardians of the Galaxy 3. Um, he's completed his arc, so what is he doing now? 
Um, and it gives a good point, good uh, spot for a character to to die in a uh, meaningful way. Uh, I think it was a good send off for Solo, and Harrison Ford's been wanting to end that character. He wanted uh, to die in Return forever. of the Jedi. He, he wanted to die in Empire. He didn't want to come back in Return of the Jedi. He was like, okay, he's frozen and he's done, right? Like, like he's going to be uh, a thing in Jabba's Palace and we're done. Um, yeah. I mean, he wanted to, and then he wanted to die in Return of the Jedi and he wanted to die in this, so he finally got his wish. Um, but I think I think it worked well. Um, I thought the death worked well. The the thing that uh, I and one thing that I really like about this um, about this episode seven, which you hardly see her in the movie, but Billy Lord in there uh, working yeah, with Princess Leia, which is so cool. Yeah, uh, and uh, and she's in eight too, I think, and she she's might have eight. even been in nine. She's going to be in nine. I think she's going to have a larger part in nine. Billy um, Lord is Carrie Fisher's daughter. For that's right. Time. That's right. Sorry. Uh, yeah, Carrie Fisher's daughter, and um, she. I mean, she obviously did very little. Did a little bit in this. She's an American horror uh, in American Horror Story, and she's good in that as well. She's she's a good actress, and like getting to like come out on her own without and and showing that she can do that without just you know playing. She's never tried to uh, ride her mother's coattails, um, but she's a good actress and very different. So I think she's awesome. Yeah, uh, and you know that that's somebody that we don't really talk about much is is Leia's use here and I understand that this movie's not about her uh, it's not really about any of the old guard um, that's kind of the whole point of the trilogy um, for those of you who don't know episode 9 was supposed to be mm-hmm. uh, kind of Leia's movie um, and somehow JJ said he's managed to hopefully do some of that we'll, we'll see how that goes um, but her the way they used her in this movie was fine uh, I thought like it's clear that she's just kind of doing what she does which is she fights the bad guys and that's that's what she's that's what she's always been known to do and that's her her role and lot in life yeah well i do love that part when um they taught when she's talking to han about that and saying like we both went back to what we do like they they had trouble and i thought that was a really amazing scene and impactful the 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 small the few lines that they say to each other and how meaningful they are though it's like, yeah, that makes sense. Like being a parent was really hard for both of them. They didn't know how to deal with, with having been and with everything that was going on. So they just reverted back to what's easy. And that's real easy for people to do is like, I'm just going to go back to what's easy because I don't have to deal with my problems. And that's what they both did in their own way. People talk about like, oh, Han left her. I'm like, she kind of left all of it too. So, yeah. Well, I mean, you don't know happened like we don't know like we know that he left but we don't know if it was like already over between them or not there's no we don't have enough time to really talk about that that's where like that's one thing that i kind of like about star wars and like we don't have to we don't have to tie up every single loose end like that's not the point the point is that the universe uh, that the Star Wars universe is big and there's always stuff happening in it these characters are iconic and everything but this is not necessarily about just them Exactly, exactly. The world and the universe and the galaxy, in this case, is a, is a huge place. Keep telling um, spin it. Yeah, so hopefully we get to see some other places that we haven't seen before. Um, in episode nine, I think we're going to see some familiar, a lot of familiar places, but I want to see more unfamiliar places in Mandalorian. But 
we'll get to talking about that uh, after the Mandalorian wraps up. What, I want to see some. I want to see some narrative movement in Mandalorian. Yeah, me too. Um, that's my complaint right now. Like I've liked what I've seen, but I'm like, let's get back to the overall story arc because right now the last two episodes have felt like a '90s episodic mo- uh, show. Where I'm like, yeah. okay, I got I, I got action or whatever, but it's like, what we yeah, get a it's little bit episode season. Yeah, yeah, we're we're too far into this. I need I need overall narrative. I need to know what's happening. Hopefully, this next uh, episode does that. Anyways, we'll talk about that uh, later. Or sorry, not later. We'll talk about that after the uh, season is over. But yeah. let us know what you thought about episode seven. Did you think it's your favorite of the? Is it your favorite of the new uh, uh, trilogy? And do you like this better than the prequels? Yes. Yeah. Yes, so much better. Anyways, <laughs> let, us talk, let us know in the comments, and we'll see you next time. Take care, everybody.